Welcome everyone to the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Witcher, and today we're going to talk about why you cannot make your IEP meeting the dumping ground for all of your complaints. So often when we think about the IEP meeting and we think about preparing for it, no matter if you're a parent, teacher, admin, therapist, you're thinking about all the things that could go wrong. You're prepping to prove your viewpoint and you're preparing to have difficult conversations. Now, there's always going to be some sticky hot topics and you know conversations that are uncomfortable to have during an IEP meeting, but this is not the time or the place to bring to the table all of your concerns that you've been holding inside. Think about it. This is your opportunity to use the collective knowledge of the IEP team to troubleshoot, to find solutions. And you might be thinking, but you just told me not to complain. Right, because I want you to make sure that your concerns, your worries, no matter your role on the IEP team, are put together on paper prior to the meeting so people can use their areas of expertise to bring ideas to the table. We want that IEP meeting to be a place where we find solutions. But if we wait until we get to the table to dump all of the problems out of the bucket, we're going to spend all of our time dissecting the problems and we're not going to have time to get to the solutions. Usually that's how come people end up in three, four, five, six or more IEP meetings throughout the school year because we're not using effective communication before, during and after the meeting. So what are some things that you can do that you should do at the IEP meeting? So this can be one of the most productive meetings that you've ever had when it comes to a child's education. The first thing is, like I said, we need to get all of those complaints in writing. Now, here's the thing. It depends on your role on the IEP table, how you're going to get those in writing. So if you're a parent, I want you to use that section of the parent input statement and yes, there's a section like that on every IEP in every state. Now, it's called something different depending on what program your district uses to write the IEP, but it'll say parent educational concerns or something to that fact. So you're going to want to get really good at laying out your concerns, your hopes, your thoughts about key areas in your child's education. You're going to want to get this letter to the team at least 48 hours or 72 hours before an IEP meeting. You're gonna to wanna to address areas of what's going well and what needs some improvement in those concerns, such as academics, social, emotional, communication, inclusion, preparation, for the real world after high school, whatever those concerns are, get them down on paper and get them to the IEP team. Are you wondering who you should send them to? Everyone. Everyone who's gonna be sitting at that IEP table is who you need to send this letter to because we need everybody's brains working together on solutions, on building IEP goals that are gonna meet those concerns that you're gonna have conversations happening 
between experts at the IEP table on how to solve the problems that are being put into this letter. Notice I didn't say this is an angry letter. This is based on facts of your parent input. If you are a teacher, a therapist, and you're like, there's some things that we're going to have to talk about, and this is going to be really uncomfortable. Do not blindside a parent at an IEP meeting. This happens all the time, and it shouldn't. There's no reason why you can't have a parent-teacher conference before that meeting to talk about data. This is not about how you feel about a child's education. This is about data that you have to show that something is or is not working for a child. Yes, we need data at the IEP table to make decisions, but we do not want to dump a bunch of data out at the parent and then bring a concern that's going to hurt their heart emotionally while asking them to think analytically about the data at the table. That is not allowing them to be an equal IEP team member. You had information that they didn't have, so they can't be making decisions at that time, but a lot of times they feel like they have to. So that's step one, get everything in writing. Step two is that I need you, the parent, to make sure that you know what a win is at the IEP table. Whenever I'm working with families, I say pick three things that we can do together at the IEP table where we know that this meeting has been successful. I know that you have 99 concerns about your child's education, but if we can get three top priorities moving in the right direction, you'll be pleasantly surprised at the domino effect that happens as we get those things moving forward. I want to make sure if you are a staff member at the IEP table that you know what the win is for your area of expertise. It can be something such as an OT who is seeing a need for a child to learn a different means of typing, an alternative keyboard or a different type of touchscreen. And her goal is to have an assistive technology evaluation agreed upon so she can trial devices so we can move forward for different access. For that OT, that's going to be a win. She's going to report on what has happened with the current IEP goals. She's going to project what could be next steps, but she also needs there to be an action plan of this assessment that needs to happen to ensure that these new tools can be put into a child's education. For a teacher, your win might be that you want to get rid of some of the academic goals that have been worked on for years and years and years because you've had an aha moment that those are not really relevant anymore. Meaning that if you've been spending years counting penny nickels, dimes, and quarters, and you just realized, you know what? Maybe we should be focused on dollars and rounding and estimating and budgeting because nobody really counts out their pennies at the cashier anymore then it's okay to bring up some concerns to the parent before the meeting and then know that the win at the meeting is getting those goals agreed upon so everybody's focused because when we are all focused on the same outcomes, a child makes progress faster because we're all on the same page. So you need to have that IEP meeting focused on troubleshooting and agreement 
on the wins. The third thing that you have to do, you cannot leave the table until this happens, is that you need a follow-up action plan. It's not good enough to say, see you next year and walk out of the room. You have things that you've agreed upon. Maybe it's that assistive technology assessment. Maybe it's new IEP goals that you want to check in on specifically in the next 90 days to make sure that they're moving in the right direction. Maybe it's a physical therapist who has decided to move her services from being direct services to consult services, and we need to check in and see how that's going. Maybe you've agreed upon some staff training inside of the IEP. Yes, you can make that happen. So the general education teacher knows how to better include your child or student into their classroom, and you need to check in on how that training went and if any additional supports or supplies are needed for that classroom. There should always be an action plan. The anxiety rises and the stress increases when we do not have an action plan when we leave that table. That's when we toss and turn at night thinking, did I cover everything? Did I get everything done? Is it all in writing? I hope it all works out. We can't just have hope when that meeting closes. We need to have the action plan. So remember, when you get ready for this back to school season, which is going to be quite intense considering everything that we've been through this past spring, I want you to remember that we're not going to use this meeting as a dumping ground for problems. We're going to use it for a place for solutions and action. You're going to get really good at putting your concerns into writing. You're going to use that meeting to move things forward. You're going to leave that meeting with an action plan, and you're going to be set up to have the best school year possible. If you are ready to make this happen, for yourself, for your students, and to help your community make changes in special education, I encourage you to come over and visit me at masteriepcoach.com. This is where I train parents, teachers, admins, and therapists to become master IEP coaches to change special education for your student, for your child, for your community to really make a difference in preparing every child for further education, employment, independent living by meeting their unique needs, by helping them truly achieve their potential to reach those ambitious IEP goals that we need to set. We can do that together at masteriepcoach.com. I hope to see you there. Until next time, thanks for listening. We'll talk again soon.